Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas. Welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm your host, Joy, and I'm so grateful you are here. Have you heard my exciting news? If you listened to last week's, last Thursday's episode, you heard that I have signed a book deal with Redemption Press. And I am so excited. We are going to be writing and publishing an interactive family Bible study. This is not your typical devotion where it gives you a paragraph to read with your kids and kind of quote some Bible verses. You are going to dig deep into scripture playfully. You're going to experience communion from the Old Testament through the new as a family. Mama, you will grow closer to Christ through this book alongside your kids. There's going to be separate activities for parents to do so that you can spend time with your Lord and Savior, as well as so many fun activities to do as a family that are not just fun, but that are deeply meaningful. And so I am so excited that Redemption Press has said yes to me working with them to get this book out into the world. And so I will let you know as things change and as covers are designed and dates are put into place. But I wanted to start by letting you know that I am putting a lot into making sure this book is the best that it can possibly be. It will not be perfect, but God is a God of excellence and I am pursuing excellence with this book. I want to represent Christ well. And so I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need you to partner with me. And there are two main ways that I will need your partnership. One, I will need a prayer team. If you are willing to come alongside me and say, yes, I will pray for you for this book and the message that God has given you throughout the process, then please send me a direct message on Instagram or an email, something on Facebook, and just say, I would love to pray. And I will add you to a prayer list. And once a month, I'm going to send an email that just tells you how you can specifically pray for this book project. 
And as well, if there are more immediate prayer needs, you will be in the loop with those too. The other thing that I will need is some financial support. Doing excellent work is not free. I need people to come alongside me. I need coaches and editors and designers and marketing and all of this stuff. And I trust that God has given me this project to do for him and that he has also given people to help me, to help support me. And so I trust God has the finances. And so I'm asking you, if you are one of those people that God has prepared to partner with me. Now, there are different ways that I'm going to be looking for financial support throughout the project. One way is just by offering to be a financial partner. And so for different levels of commitment, I will give you different little tokens of appreciation. And so I would love for you to prayerfully consider giving. And so if that is something that um, you spend some time praying about and God said yes, or if automatically you were like, yes, I know that more parents need to be equipped to teach their kids about Christ. This is something that I would love to partner with God in doing. Then contact me and we can get the ball the ball rolling in that. And so I would just so appreciate that. There are going to be different ways that I do fundraisers. I'm designing some stickers. I will have a keychain and um some probably some jewelry and all these kinds of things. So if you have, that's a a third way. Here we go. A third way that you could partner with me. If you love to fundraise, I know there are some of those people out there or you're gifted at that or have some great ideas. I would love to hear those from you. So let's dig in to doing some equipping today. And I, I mean, I'm so excited about the equipment that is coming for parents. But let's talk about what we can do today, right? So this week, this is something you can put into action this week. Today, we are going to be talking about the difference between play and entertainment. This is so tricky in our lives today and in our culture today. And even I'm going to go here in our Sunday schools today. We often confuse play with entertainment. And I think there are some people and and churches and families who value Jesus and God's word so much that they throw play away because they only see it as entertainment. And so today I want to speak to both ends of the spectrum. Those that have thrown away all fun for faith because they're afraid that it's not taking God and his word seriously enough, or those 
who just say, oh, it needs to be fun. And so let's entertain them. Let's play fun music or pop in a cartoon. Okay, we've got this wide spectrum. And I want you to see that we can have both, but we need to prioritize play and we need to include play. When we are talking about teaching our children anything, but especially the gospel, especially, you know, God's word, all of it, we need to use play. There is room for both play and entertainment. And there is room for a serious theology within play. But we need to prioritize play. So here are a few reasons why. Play is active, where entertainment is passive. In play, kids are actually processing and learning together. In entertainment, yes, we can put on a great Bible story cartoon for our kids. And we do that some nights. Those nights where it's just like we are so exhausted and we know that holy moly is going to hold our kids' attention a little bit better than our reading or they're not, they're just, they don't have the capacity energy-wise to to participate in a Bible story. Yeah, we do holy moly or on, on special fun nights. Um, we do that. But most of the time we play through the Bible story because kids learn and process together in and in entertainment. There might be a lesson for them to learn, but there's no time for them to practice or process and participate in that learning. And so the lesson does not stick or at least not as well. There may be some little remnants of the lesson, but it's not going to stick in the same way as if they were actively playing. In play, kids learn to think for themselves because they are actually thinking. And that is why it is so important to include play even in you know church services and Sunday schools that are super conscious of teaching kids scripture and that is their that is their priority play has an important place because play is where kids learn to think for themselves in entertainment kids are told what to think and so then which child is going to be better prepared for the teen years or the college years? That kid who has just gone along with and trusted what the TV shows and tablets and tablet games and all these um, entertainment activities are teaching them. They just go along for the ride or those who have had to think for themselves. Okay. Now my toy has done this, what is next? And they've had to think and make decisions. And kids who practice making decisions for themselves more are going to be able to do that more confidently when they get older. 
They have learned to use their imagination. Play gives kids an opportunity to live into the creativity they've received, they've gotten from their father, their heavenly father. God, the father, is so creative. And when we give kids an opportunity to live into that and to act that out, they are getting to experience and live into being a reflection of their heavenly father. And when kids are being passive and entertained, they are not being creative. They're not using their imaginations and their imagination is important. We value adults and employees who can think outside the box. Yet we are not equipping our children to do that very often. We want them to fill out worksheets and color in the lines and everything is supposed to come up with the same answer and the same project at the end. We do crafts where it's supposed to look a certain way. Even in Sunday school, God is creative. Let us, let our kids live into the reflection of who he is by using their imaginations in church. If they are telling the story and drawing out the story of David and Goliath using dinosaurs, so what? That is something that is exciting to them and passionate to them. They're passionate about and it's important to them. Those kids are taking the scripture and making it understandable for their own lives. Jesus stepped down from who he was and stepped into our world to be relatable as a human, as a baby. I think God can handle our kids drawing Bible stories as dinosaurs or dolphins or fairies or fruits or whatever they're passionate about. He is not scared of your kids' imagination. When kids play, they get to make choices and learn from the consequences. Whether it's them playing by themselves and they're building a block tower and they decide to put a piece off to the right a little bit more than the center and then the next piece doesn't balance and their tower comes toppling down. They have learned from their consequence. When they're being entertained, there isn't that immediate natural consequence or they're just observing somebody else's consequences on the show but they're not experiencing that in the same way as if they were playing with a friend and they chose to take their friend's toy from them. Their friend gets angry and goes away to their mom crying. Your kid has now been left by their friend and they realize I hurt someone and they have an opportunity to learn from that and make it right. That doesn't happen when your kid is watching a TV show. And so those are the differences 
like the main big differences between play and entertainment. Mostly that play is active and it allows our kids to think while entertainment is passive and our kids are told what to think. This topic made me think of Psalm 92.5. It says in the NLT, Oh Lord, what great works you do. There's that active, right? God is active. And then it says, and how deep are your thoughts? God is thinking. And so we want our children to live into becoming more like God. So what great works he does. He's active. And how deep are your thoughts, God? He is thinking. If we want our kids to do great works and to have deep thoughts, they need to play and not always just be entertained. Rachel Norman is a blogger at A Mother Far From Home, and she wrote this great little article, The Differences of Play and Entertainment, Um, and it is not a Christian article. I don't know. I did not go beyond her this one blog post, but it is not a Christian um, blog post, and so I did some translating into a Christian biblical worldview. But she said, I'm so glad that my kids go to source for fun is playing together and not being entertained by myself or a screen. I know that many of you have probably had that same desire for your kids, that their go-to source of fun would be playing with toys, with art supplies, or outside with their siblings, as opposed to just, I'm bored. Can I watch a show? I'm bored. Can I watch a movie? I'm bored. Can I have the tablet? We want our kids to learn to be more like Jesus, to be more like the God who created them. And he does great works and he has deep thoughts. And the best way we can help our kids to learn to do those things, no matter their age. This is for high school and this is for newborn, is to let them play. And so here is your very practical tip this week. There are three questions that I want you to ask when you are trying to decide, is what my kid doing play? Or is this entertainment? One, who is creating the fun? If you or some director is creating the fun, that is entertainment. Crafts where you set out all the pieces and have a certain outcome is entertainment, mama. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's bad. But it means that your kids are not getting all the benefits of leading the play themselves. So who is creating the fun? Are you creating the fun? Or maybe you're playing with your kids and you're directing all of what happens in the storyline and the rules. That's entertainment. And that's okay. 
but they're not going to reap the full benefits. And we need to make sure we have more play in our kids' life than entertainment. All right. So who's creating the fun? Question number two, are they using their imagination? If they're not, it's probably entertainment. And number three, is there a specific outcome? Is there some specific result that you are hoping that they get from this? So a craft or you put on a specific episode of a show so that they watch and so that they learn a specific moral or character trait or Bible story, or maybe the outcome, the very specific outcome is that you get 20 minutes alone. All of those things, not none of them are bad. They're not bad, mama. I, let me tell you, we do entertainment in this house. We do shows. I have specific outcomes some, ta- some days of, I just need to get the podcast recorded. You go watch a show, mama's going to record her podcast. But we lean more heavily on play than entertainment. So is there a specific outcome? If so, it's probably entertainment. So mama, as always, you know, I want you to play. I want your kids to play. You can ask these questions for yourself. At the end of a long day when you are tired and you just want to watch a show. Yes. Entertainment. That is fine. Entertainment is great for relaxing. It is great for when your kids are sick or when you're sick and you just need to sit and rest. It is something that saves us at times in the car. It is not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. It is not wrong. It does not make you a bad mom. But please prioritize play. And if you are a children's ministry volunteer or a leader, make room for true play in your Sunday school classrooms. An opportunity for kids to be active, to think, to use their imaginations and not just be entertained. But the fun is important. Play is fun. Jesus died that we might have an abundant life. There will be suffering. There will be pain. There will be struggles. There will be work. But play is a kid's work. And so thank you, mamas, for spending a few minutes. And I hope you have um, felt excited about play and helped that this has helped you to see that entertainment isn't wrong but that it has its place on the priority list and it is below play, right? Okay, so ask yourself these three questions this week. What is going on with your kids? What are they doing? So who is creating the fun? Are they using their imagination? And is there a specific outcome? Mamas, thank you so much for joining me today on Playfully Faithful Parenting. Have a great week. And on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Bye. Entertainment is so much easier than play. I know that it can be a lot of work and a lot of brain power to be creative with play and to help our kids begin to play more on their own. 
but mama, I'm here for you. I would love to set up a free consultation with you and help you to include more play in your family's life and especially in your family's discipleship. If you are a mom that needs just someone to brainstorm with or to encourage her to add more play into their family's discipleship, I'm your person. Please contact me and I would love to set up a free consultation. Let's get on Zoom and chat about how I can support you as you seek the Holy Spirit in your parenting. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.